Hello, and welcome to the Mindsets Manifestation Podcast with me, Christina Medina. I'm a positive action coach and manifestation blogger living in New York City. Join me for your massive dose of encouragement, mind shifts, and totally possible manifestation. Every episode is packed with tools to empower you to dream big and make it happen. We're all unique human beings here with amazing gifts just waiting to be realized. If no one has ever told you that, then you're so in the right place. Today is the day you start appreciating you. Well, hello. Welcome. Guys, I am in a mood today. I just want you to know that I am sitting on the floor in my living room. I got my cozy sweater on, my cozy socks. I got my glass of bubbly water because I just love bubbles. Got my Oliver Peoples candle lit and this microphone is just hanging out on the coffee table. And we're just chilling in my living room. So welcome to my home. I want you to get a cool, relaxed, Tulumi vibe. (laughs) Does that sound funny? Is it possible to get that? over a podcast. You know, that is the theme of my living room. My boyfriend and I went to Tulum for the first time last year, or I guess it was, wasn't even last year, it was last spring. And I've been to Mexico before, but not to Tulum. So this was my first time. And I know a lot of people have been going there for a while. I have been to the Yucatan Peninsula, but that was more like Merida. But this is my first time going Uh, down to Tulum and you know what we fell in love with it we stayed at B Tulum Hotel it's a little expensive but if you can afford it I say do it because that hotel is gorgeous and that whole experience you know you you're on a private beach and you have the opportunity to just like have places to chill it's right next to Nomade which was awesome too I just think it's just the most amazing place and it feels so spiritual and I had a very bad experience snorkeling for the first time. We went into the cenotes, so those are the caves that are full of water and you can you can snorkel and explore them. And so this was a, a cenote, it was a cave full of water and these happened to be, or it was one actually, very get big cave that led into two others and one was the bat cave and it was full of bats on the on the top of the cave oh sorry if you can hear some of this noise outside it is new york city so you do get a lot of city sounds no matter how quiet you think it's going to be at home but anyway back to tulum so i i had a serious issue like i've told you guys before that i have anxiety and I have some issues with claustrophobia, and this was like, I was not okay with having that thing on my face, that little mask, and then trying to breathe through the tube. And then let's just add to it that we're in a cave. (laughs) In some places, a very small, small, tight cave. And then you, oh yes, and you throw on the fins too. So it was like, I just, it was just such a disorienting sort of feeling for me. And Maybe someday it will feel good to me, but that was challenging and it, it's definitely something that I'm still working on or working through those kind of claustrophobic feelings. But back to the positive part of Tulum and that was just like the beauty and the nature and just like 
this beautiful design and beautiful vibe and met some great people. Uh, the food was gorgeous and it was healthy. And Jerry, my boyfriend and I, we love to travel and we love to stay in like these chill vibe hotels. We're not big partiers anymore. We really like, we like to do yoga. We like to go to bed early. We like to eat clean. You know, we're very into that. We weren't always that way. I mean, well, that's not really true. We always kind of, even before we met, we were always kind of living like that. We were always very interested in, in health and well-being. And then we just happened to meet each other as fate would have it. And then we were able to, you know, create this beautiful home and take some really lovely, amazing trips. And if you haven't checked it out, oh, if you haven't checked out my Instagram, it's at manifestation, or excuse me, sorry, it's at mindset to manifestation. Hello, Christina. And then I also have my travel Instagram. So I have some of the pictures of our travels. And I think I mentioned this before, but I did study photography. So I'd like to think I'm a good photographer or at least a little bit uh, a little bit of a good eye when it comes to photography, but you can look at some of my travel photos at The Found Traveler, and there's a very significant meaning behind that name, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Anyway, so back in my Tulumish home, chilling on the floor, I am absolutely a floor kind of person. You know, I love to sit on the floor and watch TV. I love to sit on the floor and do stretches. I don't know. I just have always been this way. I just always like sitting on the floor. I don't know. What does that mean about me? <laughs> but you guys are here with me now on the floor and I hope you can feel this like positive light. So happy you're here with me in my home right now kind of vibe. I hope that you are feeling great today. There's so many reasons to feel great. If you're not feeling great, why don't you break out some of those gratitude things and start thinking about those. And speaking of gratitude, which is one of my favorite subjects, I have a quote for you. So I'm going to read this to you. And this quote is written inside of a book, The Science of Getting Rich. It's by Wallace D. Waddles. And I got this book several years ago. And this particular edition is like a brand new edition, which I love. But I am a post-it note and page tab person, as well as a person who writes inside of the book. And, you know, I just, I would never be able to give away a book like this or let anyone borrow this because it has way too much personal stuff inside of it. I don't know if you do that too, but um my sort of self-help and like manifestation books and like things like that, those are very personal to me because I, I kind of almost use them like a journal too. So anyway, the quote, let's do this. The grateful mind is constantly fixed upon the, upon the best. Therefore, it tends to become the best and it will receive the best. This will bring you into harmonious realizations with the good in everything and the good in everything will move towards you. You like that? Let me read it one more time. The grateful mind is constantly fixed upon the best. Therefore, it tends to become the best and it will receive the best. This will bring you into harmonious relations with the good in everything and the good in everything will move towards you. 
I mean, that that's law of attraction, that's manifestation, that is mindset to manifestation because it is all about your mindset. You know, the way that you manifest things in life is to get your mindset in check and a mindset that is, is full of gratitude is the kind of mindset that will quickly manifest all the blessings that you're hoping to bring into your life or or the things that you're seeing and visualizing and wanting to manifest. So I hope you enjoyed that. Now, talking about this quote on gratitude and this book, I, I was not always a positive person. I was not always the kind of person that would even think to share my thoughts or even record a podcast and put it out there into the world. I was definitely the kind of person living in fear. I was very shy. I was lost. I was confused. I thought that love was painful. And I ended up finding those painful relationships over and over again. I don't like to talk so much about my past because... I don't want this podcast to be like me venting all this shit that happened to me in my life. Um, But I do think that sharing some of these stories are important because I want you to be able to relate to me and trust me and to know that I have been on a very long journey and you and I have maybe shared some experiences together or similar types of feelings and things like that along the way. And if I can share any of my insight with you and help you on your journey to have faith in it and to find the growth in that journey, then I'm here to do that. And if that's sharing stories, if that's sharing you know, my little notes that I write in my book or in my phone and stuff like that, then I'm all for it. Life was not easy for me for a very, very, very long time. And it's still not like perfect, you know? (laughs) It is still not like rosy, everything just goes for me every day. I make a conscious choice every day to stay in the light or to move back into it. Some days it is tough and some days I am feeling like, just a grouchy, bitchy person, you know, and, and I'm, and when I do find myself feeling that way, I take a minute to try to understand, like, where is this coming from, Christina? Like, why are you feeling this way? Why are you feeling negative? What is it you're not paying attention to? Am I ignoring how I feel about something? Am I not being truthful with my feelings or, or what I'm doing? You know, am I tolerating something that, I don't think I deserve to tolerate, you know, am I not putting myself first and not first in a selfish way, but first in a, in a way that's just like caring for myself first, you know, before I, before I met Jerry, I was in a relationship with someone and he happened to have two children and I was really, I really actually, I really loved him, but I feel like that was a part of the me of the past that loved people that were in a lot of pain. And that was definitely 
the codependent me. And that was a codependent me that lasted for a very, very long time, many years of my life. I grew up with a mother who was alcoholic. Her mother was an alcoholic. Her father was an alcoholic. Her grandparents were alcoholics. Um, They were all, you know, they were, all the men were like ex-military and they were in the Korean War and the Vietnam War. So there were a lot of things that they were dealing with. And at the time, they were, society was not aware of like depression back then or, you know, mindset or the things, how the things you experience can lay the foundation for how you see the rest of your life or how you choose to live the rest of your life. So there was not that awareness and, and definitely not that enlightenment, not to say that it didn't exist, but in my particular family, they, this was not something that, that, that was within their realm of understanding. And so there was a lot to deal with. And it was, it just from what I understood, there was a lot that was very difficult to deal with. And so as a lot of people did, they, they would self-medicate through alcohol. So we had a couple generations of alcoholics in our family. And when you are the child of an alcoholic, there are certain behavior patterns that you can pick up and, and, perceptions of the world and like who you are in the world and one of those things is you know feeling as if your your feelings are not important I honestly did not pay attention to my feelings for decades (laughs) like well into my adult life I I was often very cut off from my feelings I did not feel that my needs were important I was used to not having needs or trying not to have needs or trying not to put anybody out or not, not trying not to inconvenience anyone, you know, because I didn't want someone to not love me. You know, that was a pattern that was imprinted on me as a child. And my mom had the same thing. So there's no resentment towards my mother. There is still some pain that I deal with, but I don't feel like I hate my mother or I don't love my mother. And that took a long time to get that sort of compassion from my mom. And I would say that the thing that really helped me the most was just trying to picture my mom as a little girl going through the things that I went through as a little girl. And I suddenly understood. And I suddenly had an extreme compassion. And it was, even just thinking about it now, I feel like, I could probably start crying just thinking about that because there's so much, there's just so much that she and I probably went through that was, that was the same, you know, or the same types of feelings. It's just that I, I don't know. I, 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 again, I go back to being in high school and finding that book about how to reprogram your brain, you know, like a computer And some angel in my life must have directed me to that book because I think that was really when I kind of woke up and just started paying attention that I can choose to change the way I perceive things. And through that reprogramming, my life, the output will become different. So I was fortunate enough to come across that and I was also 
guided and determined to make my life better than what I saw and make sure that I had the skills to cope with life and the things that it brought to me. And it was a long journey. It was a very long process. There was a lot of stuff that took me a long time to learn and the whole relationships, you know, being easy and not full of pain, that took a little bit longer. And so this relationship that I was in a few years ago, it was it was the last result or the last of the relationships that that were kind of formed around the feeling of me coming in and fixing someone's life. So that was hopefully that lesson has been learned. I have passed through that karma and that is not something I need to do anymore or feel like I need to do. I really understand, you know, where that pattern developed and how it developed and, and how to overcome it. And it, it was really difficult for me because he had two amazing little girls that I was so in love with. And maybe someday they'll hear this podcast. It's, tough to see them now, you know, because in lives, their lives have moved on a little bit and, and we'll be in contact on occasion, but really it's, it's, it's important to have that space, but I, boy, it was really hard. <laughs> and it, it was that situation, you know, dealing with his alcoholism, sticking around because I felt like I needed to protect them. I need to shelter them from that. I didn't want them to experience what I grew, went through. And I guess in some small way, it was a way for me to work through what I went through as a kid. And I'm sorry, I'm getting worked up. (laughs) But I am very grateful for that experience because it absolutely pushed me to think about myself. And I actually had to think about myself as a little girl. I had to think about me being this adult person protecting this small child version of me. And, wow, guys, sorry. <laughs> and um, and really it was uh, putting it in that way, like where, okay, so, okay, guys, I'm collecting myself now. Sorry about that. I'm not really sorry, but you know what I mean. I just want to make sure that my message gets across to you clearly, but... Sorry for the sniffles. I am sorry for that. <laughs> but when I when I started thinking about like, okay, here I am this adult version of me. And while it's tough for me to compare myself to those two beautiful girls that I love so much, you know, that I wanted to protect and care for, I had to think of myself as like this little Christina and like, what did she deserve? Did she deserve to continue to relive that experience and be faced with all that? Or could she learn that her life is just as important, if not even more important, because I'm the adult now responsible for that little me, right? That person inside of me. So I am the adult now that is responsible for making the decisions to protect her which is protecting me, to do what is right for her, which is what is right for me. And when I started thinking about it like that, I realized I absolutely owed it to myself to remove myself from that situation 
and to start working on my healing, the healing that I thought I worked through with my mother, but this relationship was put there on my path so I could revisit it again and then like really do some deep work because I was right there faced with that those same exact feelings, those same exact feelings that I had as a kid. Everything just surfaced like it just happened yesterday. And uh, and it was in that situation that I got to, yes, I was kind of reliving it, but I almost got to rewrite it, you know, because I, I took that, I made that choice for myself. So it was really empowering. And, and so you know, you know, he is sober now and they're they're doing great. The girls are amazing and they are so exceptionally talented and you know when we do communicate with each other I'm always just like touched by hearing from them and I know that I will always be a presence of love and support to them in their life and for the rest of their life. So girls, if you ever hear this podcast in the future when you're a little older, um, I love you, and you know it. I know you know it. So, guys, whew, okay. <laughs> oh, man. So this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. I could have fallen into a hole with that experience, and I could have fallen into feeling sorry for myself. I could have started drinking heavily on my own. There are a million different ways and scenarios and things that I could have, ways that I could have handled that. But I chose to work through it and I chose to see it as a way of overcoming and a way of moving towards empowerment. So whatever situation you're in and whatever challenge you're in right now, you can make it through it and you can come out of it in a better place. You really honestly can. You can do it, but you have to make the conscious choice to work through that, to seek help in whatever way you need to. And I I remember I was listening to a podcast at that time regularly on being codependent and that helped me immensely. And I was reading books on on being codependent. And, you know, he did not know that I was doing all this. But it was my way of starting to heal myself and getting myself to a better place where I could do what I knew that I needed to do in order to take care of myself. And you're listening to this podcast. You're doing it already. So I hope you will give yourself a little bit of credit for listening to a podcast like this because you are on the journey to empower yourself and you're on the journey to change your life. So this is a significant moment for you right now and you can make it a significant moment for yourself if you choose to do it right now. So I hope you're making that conscious choice. Whew. I did not realize this was going to be so deep. <laughs> I mean, I'm always ready to go deep, but when I really, when I started talking about like my childhood and the codependency, that was a big thing for me. And, you know, I think that this is something that is very, very prevalent, you know, and 
I think for both men and women and and when you are this kind of person you you always seem to continue to attract those people that are going to take advantage of you being codependent you trying to fix their lives you trying to heal them and in a way you're you're kind of similar because it's like you're playing the same sort of like undeserving feeling it's like you know a narcissist is trying to get feeling or get feelings of worthiness from someone else through their attention and things like that. And they're disconnected from their true needs. And same with the codependent, you know, being codependent, you're disconnected from your own needs and you're trying to feel lovable by helping someone else. And that was, that was how I felt when I was a kid. I I didn't feel worthy of love unless I did something to help people, you know, unless I did something for them. And it's just like that story I told you guys about when I was a kid and I used to draw to make friends with people because we moved around all the time. You know, why did I feel like I had to have some kind of an exchange to receive love? Like, that's not what love is about. (laughs) And as I went through all of this, I really have come to learn unconditional love. And unconditional love is like something you have to have for yourself first. And that means you've got to really accept who you are and accept accept the journey. You know, I'm always saying this and I don't, I don't if I had a dollar for every time I said the journey, I'd probably be like higher than this powerball that everybody was going crazy about. <laughs> probably have more money than the powerball winnings lately. So getting back to the science of being rich and if you haven't read this book, I encourage you to go get it because there's a lot of stuff that you will want to underline and write in the margins. It's Wallace D. Waddles. It's one of those old books from, I don't know, I think the the 20s or the 40s. Hold on, let me check it out. It is, okay, 1911, okay. But you know, if you can't afford to buy the book, there is narration of this book on YouTube, so you can listen to it for free. But I'm going to read you um, a couple of my quotes, or my quotes, my favorite quotes in this book that I've outlined, and we'll talk about those. But to to talk, <laughs> I can't, to talk, I can't even talk, to get back to my upbringing and like the stuff that I experienced I could have stayed on that path of that mindset, right? That the mindset of putting myself last or putting other people first. But, and and you know what? That would have been, that might have been the easier way because it was the foundation that was laid for me. So I was really going against the grain. I was really going against the grain to um, change my life, to start seeing myself differently. Like, hey, I do matter. My feelings do matter. I deserve to take care of myself and think about what I deserve and what I want in life. So here's a good quote. To think according to appearance is easy. To think truth, regardless of appearance, is laborious, and it requires the expenditure of more power than any other work man is called upon to perform. There is no labor from which most people shrink, as they do, from that of sustained and consecutive thought. It is the hardest work in the world. What do you think about that? Like, to stay in a positive mindset 
to stay in a place where you are thinking productively, you're mindful of your thoughts, you're moving in the direction of positivity and the direction of empowerment, staying high vibe, like to move in that direction requires constant, constant, constant work. We seem to be living in a world that is addicted to drama, that is addicted to horrible things that are happening. And there's a lot of it right now. It's everywhere. It's on TV. It's on Facebook. It is on Twitter. (laughs) It's all over the place. And our society, it's on reality TV. I mean, come on. Is it really okay to keep having these shows where people talk to each other so horribly you know, and treat each other so badly, but our society is so addicted to people treating each other badly and and people not respecting themselves, you know, and not thinking of themselves in a higher way. So it's very easy to go with the flow when it comes to that. It takes work to go against the grain. It takes work to form your own thoughts. It takes work to step back and think, do I? think this is okay? Am I feeling this feeling because what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing or what I'm experiencing is actually not okay with me? It takes work to see differently. It takes work to step away from the pack. We are pack like-minded or pack-minded or what is it called? The pack mentality. That's our society. So to be the one who steps away, to be the one who thinks independently is a big risk because you could be shunned. You could be an outcast. You could be the black sheep, you know, and you got to be okay with being that person. You got to be okay with being an independent thinker because you know what? The reality is you're not going to be an outcast. You're going to find your people. If you keep staying in that positive mindset, if you keep bringing yourself back to the positive, if you empower yourself with these thoughts and start visualizing the life you want to to live, the person you want to become. You start seeing who the people you want to be around and seeing how you want your life to be. You're going to attract your tribe. You're going to attract your people because like attracts like. It is the law of attraction. And it's actually in a law a law, like a law of the universe, you know. This is this is like magnetic energy attracting the other. So don't worry about being an outcast. Be an outcast because it's actually pretty cool to be the one who thinks differently, the one who thinks independently, the one who has a mind of their own. It's very radical. Join me in being an independent thinker. Let's start our tribe. Let's do it right now and today. I challenge you to start thinking independently. Start thinking about how you can step away from the pack mentality and start changing your brain. Start changing the stuff that you put inside of your head every day. You don't need to listen to that stuff every day. Are you listening to that stuff and not listening to your mantras? Because I hope you did the exercise I mentioned last time where you're writing out your mantras. Start listening to that stuff. That's the stuff you should be filling your head with first thing in the morning, not turning on the news, 
not listening to all the bad crap that's happened in in the world today. Start filling your head first thing in the morning with your daily mantras, with your positive information, with the books that support your new way of thinking, with this podcast, with the videos, listen to Wallace D. Waddle's video being narrated on YouTube, you know? Do that first thing in the morning. You know, this reminds me of um, drinking a glass of water in the morning. I am, I love coffee. Like, I got to have a coffee in the morning. I just really do. And it's just my thing. And I really love it. And I do my cleanse. And I'll stop drinking coffee. And I'll do green tea and and all that. But there's something so cozy about coffee. And uh, a shout out to Marcy at the Kansas City Symphony, who used to be my cubicle buddy, because Marcy and I used to call cup of coffee a hug and a mug. And I just think that's the cutest thing in the world, hug and a mug, because you know what? It makes me feel like someone's hugging me. So anyway, I'm digressing again, but this is this is the thing about the coffee. So I was reading something that you should not drink coffee first thing in the morning. You should have a nice big glass of water. It's so good for your skin. It's good for hydration. It will keep you healthy. Then you can have the coffee. And I feel the same way about the news. Do not turn on the news first thing in the morning. I think it's important to stay abreast of what's going on in the world, absolutely, but in controlled portions. First thing in the morning, you get your mindset in the right place, fill your head, fill your soul, get into alignment and get in a higher vibration so you are better equipped to deal with the shit that comes at you. You know, the stuff that you hear on the TV and everything, and you're better at accepting like this is a part of the awareness of the planet, the awareness of this country, the awareness that is that people are waking up to and people are starting to become empowered and people are starting to recognize their voice and speak up against things. You know, this is all a part of that. And you got to fill your head with the right stuff first so you can actually see that so you don't feel like a victim. Okay, because victim mentality is not going to get you anywhere. It will keep you stuck exactly where you are. So don't buy into that. Step away from the pack. Get your mindset in the right place every morning. Fill it with mantras. Think differently. Think independently. Use that work, that uh, laborious work, as Wallace D. Waddles says, to have sustained and consecutive thought. It's the hardest work in the world. But you know what? That's how you're going to see the change, okay? (laughs) So as we close out the podcast, I've got a couple more quotes from this book for you. And one, I'll probably just restate it. Um, But this is, again, related to gratitude. And if your gratitude is strong and constant, the reaction in formless substance will be strong and continuous. The movement of the things you want will always be towards you. So this formless substance is this like field of possibility or this this is like speaking in terms of like quantum physics, that uh, energy field where all things kind of exist as an idea or it's just all energy right before it actually turns into physical matter or action. So that's the formless substance that Wallace D. Waddles is referring to. And he's saying if your gratitude is strong and constant, 
then the reaction from that formless substance or that field of possibility will be strong and continuous. And the movement of the things you want will always move towards you. So the gratitude is really that magnetic attraction. You know, gratitude pulls things to you because like attracts light. So if you're in a in a state of gratitude, you're in a higher frequency, a higher vibe, and you're just in a state of love, right? And love is the most powerful energy. It is the most powerful attractor. So love yourself on a side note. Make sure you're loving yourself. Make sure you're unconditionally loving and accepting yourself. And we'll have a podcast about that in the future, I promise, because self-love Unconditional self-love is by far the most important relationship you will ever have in this lifetime. And then in terms of gratitude, Wallace D. Waddles goes on to say, but the value of gratitude does not consist solely in getting you more blessings in the future. Without gratitude, you cannot long keep from dissatisfied thought regarding things as they are. So in modern speak, (laughs) he is saying that gratitude doesn't just bring you the good things in life. Gratitude is absolutely necessary and absolutely mandatory to keep from getting dissatisfied with the way that things are. So hello, news, you know, turning on the news every day and hearing all the crap that's happening in the world, you know, fill your morning, fill your head, you know, fill your cup. Uh, with gratitude first so you're able to accept and process the negative things that are happening in the world you know the news that you're seeing you're able to process that in a way where you're not feeling like a victim but you're feeling more empowered which means clarity and ways and ways to take steps towards initiating change in the world, and also an understanding that this is a part of the journey. All right, guys, I really, really enjoyed chilling with you on my living room floor. It's been so much fun. The sun is starting to set now, and it's gorgeous. It's a cooler night in New York. It's finally fall here. I hope that you are enjoying your evening tonight or your morning, whatever whatever time of day it is for you. But I hope that you are finding the gratitude in your life and I hope that you are filling up your head with the things that you need, with the positivity, with the light, with the gratitude so you can handle the stuff that comes at you. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram. I'm always posting positive stuff there and tips and some of my photography too. It's at Mindset to Manifestation. If you have not visited my website, please do so. It's the same, Mindset to Manifestation. You can sign up there for the newsletter and you'll also get access to the library. Guys, This when I'm talking about filling your morning with gratitude and like filling you up with with abundance and light and all the things you need to get you ready for the day. This is a great starting place and I am constantly updating the library with new material. All the old material is there too, but I'm constantly adding to it. So you will always find value there. It's always free. Uh, please visit the site and if you have a sec, please be sure you are subscribed here so you get more of the podcast to come. 
Thank you so much, you guys. I am so grateful for you being here with me on this journey. Let's keep creating some amazing lives together. Until next time. Mwah.